This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kimiga! How do you know that song? That is one of Mariel's favorite songs from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the Brotherhood, or I don't remember. It was an outro or some shit like that. Mm. But she played it so much, I actually memorized the first verse. (laughs) I have no idea what that whole shit means, but I memorized it to the point where I could sing it again. One more time, Kimiga. So today we have the the blue haired, the illustrious blue rotten apple. (laughs) The Ching Chong Princess, Julia (laughs) Ching Chong Chow. Yay. Wow, I didn't actually expect to like start so soon. Yeah, well, you know, we're just getting people in here, and this oh. is going to be a very interesting podcast. Oh, uh, you, you did, that? you did Bart and Gio's podcast, right? I did, uh, uh, but Bart wasn't there because he was too busy. Oh, it was just Gio. Yeah, it was just me and Gio. Oh, what the fuck? Well, what they ask you? Because I don't want to ask the same fucking questions. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Know. I think it was just a lot of things, like, um, uh, like how I've been doing my goals of. With the goals I achieved in 2018. Ah, and then, see, see, that's And then they were trying to get information about me and my boyfriend's love story. But I can't say here either because my uh, boyfriend has something in mind that he wants to do. So he wants to. Uh, you, fuck so. your guys' love story. Who the fuck, <gasps> who the fuck cares about that? Uh, a lot of people do, David. Okay, I, I don't give a fuck about that love story. Dude, did you, did you see the post of a picture of us in high school and then a picture of us recently? Oh, that's right. You guys, you guys uh, yeah. went to high school together. Yeah, yeah. So, like, hold on. Let me, let yeah, me show ahead. you. Let me show you. Let me show you. I think um, it was something that uh, my boyfriend. Wait, posted. you guys knew each other since what? Freshman year? Uh, no, I've known him. Well, he says elementary school, but I don't remember anything of that. Uh, that's fucking funny. He's I like, know. you know what? I've been in love with you since the fucking first grade. And you're like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. And then um, I remembered him in middle school because I thought he was really annoying. But look at that, guys. Persistence is key. <laughs> he only had to wait like 29 years. And then, wow, look. That's, that's us freshmen in high school. And then that's, I think, 20. Dude, that's so fucking wild. Yeah, right? Dude, Julia, look at you. Why are you so fucking dark? Because I was a cross-country runner oh, and I did track and field. that's right. <laughs> you look mesquite as fuck. Yeah. What is going on with his hair? Uh, you know, it was that time when anime was, like, really hot. <laughs> 
I don't give a fuck how hot anime was. My God, dude. It looks like he got into a fight with the weed whacker and lost. <laughs> dude, it, it, it looked better in person. All right. In this photo, I don't think it does justice. Yeah. In person, it would have been worse for sure. Just because <laughs> no, I knew a lot of people was... with that hair. I'm not saying I was any better. Yeah. And we all looked like trash back in the day. <laughs> so that's not that's not just like his mm-hmm. thing. Everybody had like that weird hair. And right. uh, when I was in uh, junior high, I remember everybody was doing the, uh, the blonde hair, the fucking tall spikes. Yeah. People used to have like eight inch spikes to their hair. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, what I did was I used to I shaved my head and I used mm-hmm. to keep the bangs in the fucking front. That's what my cousin did. Yo, fucking Vietnamese gang banger, son. Dude, that's what my cousin did, and and it was he bleached it too. Yeah, I didn't and do all that. And then he would try shit, to like spike it up. With yeah, dude, we did like had. we used to do some shit. I'm not sure if y'all remember this, but there's something. Everybody used to get undercuts, so you would grow out your hair and then you would shave it all the way, like the first like layer uh-huh. close to your skin uh-huh. and it would be an undercut so if you lifted it up you'd be shaved yeah and that was like the hot shit to do the spiky hair the ice tips and shit we look so fucking dumb <laughs> our parents called us stupid and they were right they were right from the jump we look so <laughs> stupid dude i remember i dyed or i bleached my hair to, to, to like a sandy brown yeah so i just looked like a fucking like fat lesbian oh my god i thought it was so fucking cute dude i thought it was so cute my fucking <laughs> I think the one look I didn't, I don't miss from the 90s is that wet look, like that hard gel look. Oh, dude, everybody had the, what was it, the, the LA, LA looks? Yeah, I don't know what it was. So everybody used to get this gel called LA looks. I'm not sure if that company's still around. They probably are. <laughs> but that shit was thick as Mm. And then every that's how they would spike their hair. So they would take the LA looks and they would they would do the individual spikes. Yeah. They would blow dry that shit and then hairspray it. So oh, it was so wow. funny because dudes you know, just because like masculinity, I think back in the day was, it was just all about, you know, like guys don't do fucking shit like that. But it was yeah. so funny because they would make fun of girls for taking their time. Yeah. But if you saw a Vietnamese dude with hair, like spiked hair, <laughs> you should see how long it took him to get his fucking hair ready. Like my friends, they would, every time we would try to go out somewhere, they're like, oh, when are we going to go out? I need like an hour to do my hair. Yeah. Like how dare you make fun of other people for that shit? Did you take an hour to do your spikes, you little bitch? Oh God. Wow. I don't think I've spent... A lot of time on my hair until maybe sometime after college. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like you just didn't wear any makeup at all during high no, school. No, no makeup in high school. And then even in the beginning of college, I didn't really wear any. I just started to practice. Really? I started to practice with it in my last year of college because then I figured that I should start wearing makeup for work. Really? You're yeah. a super late bloomer. Was yeah. it because your parents were against it or you just didn't care? I just didn't care. <laughs> I just didn't care. I was too lazy and I was just like, man, no way am I going to wake up 10, 20 minutes early just to get ready when I can just get ready in five minutes. I was like, mm, that's precious sleeping time. So, so do you like doing makeup now? Like it's fun? Yeah, makeup's fun. Makeup's it's, fun. it's like painting. Yeah. Makeup is fucking hard too, by the way. It is hard. It is one of the hardest things I've ever tried doing. I fucking love it though. <laughs> it's so fun. But, and then, but like, I don't know. I think recently I've been buying a lot. Of makeup that I don't need, but these—that's—I feel like that's what all girls do, right? Yeah. But you know, guys have an equivalent of that, whatever hobby that they're in. But mm-hmm. it's like you get one thing, and then it's—it's it's good for now. But then you want to try something new, yeah. try something new, and then you go back and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe it'll go well with this, and you try it again, yeah. and then you like it, but there might be something better out there. Because yep. I feel like a lot of girls do that with like lashes, right? So they find lashes that they like, mm-hmm. and then there's something they don't like about, it, so they try a different lash and another lash. Oh. Yeah, but a lot of people have been doing whatever. What do you call those those lash lash extensions? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm too scared to do the 
But I know people around us have done them before. What, what are you so scared about? I don't, I don't know. Just because like, like they, they sew it on or something, right? Or is it glue? Do they glue it on? I actually don't know anything about lashes. That's like some new shit, dude. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like my knowledge of like cosmetics is just, it's like from like 10 years ago when I used to work at the beauty supply store. Right. So I don't know anything new. So I'm, I'm not quite sure if it's something that they like sew on or like they leave on or if it's yeah. like a glue that like stays there. But... I don't know. The idea of that just kind of really scares me. Because Gina does it and it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks amazing right. on her. And same with Christina. She does that too. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they also did the um, the microblading. Yeah. Uh, that's a new thing too. It's so interesting because like microblading sounds like hair is being sewn in, but it's literally tattooing. Yeah. It's just, tattoo- it's gashes. And then within those gashes, they put an in ink to fill out mm-hmm. whatever. So those gashes look like strands of hair. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's supposed to... I'm not sure. Doesn't that fucking hurt? I, from what I was told, it doesn't hurt very much. Uh, but I, I know that, like, microblading is more of, like, the fine-tuned of, like, tattoo brows. Because I've seen people with tattoo brows. And they're, like, really thick. And it's just a... It's either it's thin, but it's a very bold line. Yeah, yeah, You can yeah, tell yeah. that they don't have, like, eyebrow hairs. But with microblading, it just seems so natural because it's like feathery and it does every stroke of your hair. In yeah, there that... and it's supposed to work with the hair that you already yeah, have. So yeah. it just kind of fills in those gaps. Yeah, but from what I heard, it it doesn't hurt. I think they numb you and then I think it's just, it feels like it scratches. There's, there's so I don't much not, I'm not too sure. I, I'm too scared to do those things. <laughs> there's, there's so much maintenance in being a girl. Like, I, I, like it's so un real and like i i was talking about this recently too and i I don't know how like i feel about this is like one of those things that i'm always a little bit weird about because you know i feel when when i'm on twitter and i'm on like social social media Mm -hmm. there has been this huge push so the original push and the original idea that people had when it came to beauty was that you know i felt a lot a lot of people were telling like girls or young guys or whatever that you should be happy with the way that you are and if there are things that you want to change you can it just uh you, know, you just learn to love yourself. And now it's like, well, the the, the opposite of that now is, and this is, it seems to be the more popular thing is, well, if you have the money to do it, why don't you just change your face? Wow. You know, like fillers. Like yeah. how many fucking girls do we know that that use fillers on their face? Like they're just not happy with the way that they look. They, they mm-hmm. want to go, they, they put like the fillers in their lips here and there. And I don't know. Like I don't know how to feel about that because on one hand, what they're saying is that, you have one life to live and if it makes you happy, why not do it? Because it doesn't affect other people, right? right like right. you're just doing it to yourself. So why right. should you care so much? A hundred percent. Like I do agree with that. But the other side of it is um, when does it, when does it end? Like you're going to age. Like th- things, things are going to happen to your face, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And for me, how I see it is that you're really trying to fix a problem that's never going to be fixed. Because you fix one thing, you're going to want to fix it again. You're going to want to fix it again. And you're just never going to be satisfied. And I know it seems like a blanket statement that I'm saying, but I've seen it happen so often where they change one thing and they go, oh, I love it. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. And then they they age like four or five years. Mm -hmm. The face starts to droop. I'm like, nope, I got to put some Botox here. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Then they start fucking with their nose. Like everything starts to change constantly. Mm -hmm. And then the issue that I have once again is that when does it stop? Right. So instead of like teaching the idea that you are beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, this is who you are and there are people who are going to love you for what you look like and who you are as a person, 
you know, why do we always have to look at outside factors for somebody to change what we were already born with? That's completely fine. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with the way that you look. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, the uh, a lot of these like social media girls who I think are fucking venomous snakes because they're trying to put out this movement. <laughs> Yo, they are because they're trying oh, to put out this movement, right? Yeah. That oh, like. Girls, do you. You know, you're fucking beautiful the way you are. Yeah. But you got seven lip injections. You got fucking fillers all over your face. Right. And you got a fake ass. So what the fuck are you talking about? You clearly mm-hmm. didn't love yourself enough to keep yourself the way that you are. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't know. I mean, what, I don't know what your thoughts are on that as a girl. That's, that's um, how I see it as a guy. Um... See, I see. So here, here's the thing. Like, I feel like I'm very conflicted with it because yeah, me too. Um, a part of me feels like I've been um fortunate with nice jeans in, yeah. in a way because uh, a lot of people tell me that I'm pretty. Yeah. Right. Um, even though there are days where I don't feel like I'm pretty or like there's things mm-hmm. about me where I don't think I'm pretty, but a lot of people say that I was like, oh, you're pretty. You have nothing to worry about. So then, like, all yeah. of a sudden, I feel like I'm classified into this area where I somewhat don't identify with, right? Yeah. And um, um, it's it's kind of hard for me to say and have much of an opinion on it because I just feel like it's difficult because whatever I say, it's going to be taken the wrong way or it's just like, well, yeah. you're fortunate because you look the way you look. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> so, you know, ar- arguably too, though, the people that I know that are that, that want to do these changes. And yeah. I don't know them on a personal level, right? right. But it's, it's just girls that I've seen online. Yeah. And I see their before and after. I'm like, you were beautiful before. The What the fuck was the difference? Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so so it's like, it's it's not even the girls that from what I've seen that like maybe like cosmetic, like on the outside. Yeah. They're just not as pretty. Yeah. Like I feel like they cope with it and deal with it more. It's just, there's a lot of women who predicate their identity on what they look like rather than who they are. Right. right, and this goes for a lot of guys too, because right. now I'm seeing guys that are trying to do the cold cosmetic surgery thing too. Mm-hmm. So, it just if you predicate everything on this is what I look like and this is how people will perceive me, and people say this bullshit too, which which kind of annoys me. It's like, well, I'm just doing it for my fucking self. Well, if you're doing it for your fucking self, then why is it that you're putting up ten thousand selfies? showing everybody else and then you, you're looking for those likes so right. there's, there's a little dishonesty about that yeah you did do it for yourself to a certain extent right. but it's not just for you yeah it's so somebody else can tell you that you're beautiful because you're used to those compliments mm-hmm. and you want to keep receiving those compliments about your looks because mm-hmm. that's what you based your whole fucking life on mm-hmm. you know and so when i see that i'm just kind of like it's, it's always the people who I feel like sometimes it's just you're, you're perfectly fine the way that you are. And right. you're just being hypercritical about the way that you look because mm-hmm. you base your value on this exterior thing that's going to change anyways. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. We're all going to fucking look like shit. Every Asian person is going to end up looking like a turtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like I'm going to look like a turtle. <laughs> you're going to look like a turtle. I feel like I feel like one of the reasons why um, people want to make themselves look better, not yeah. only just to satisfy like what their personal insecurities are, but I think it's just fulfilling that, um, I guess that that notion or that thought where you get away when you're pretty. <laughs> Like mm. you can get away with a lot of things when you're pretty, and which like, is true. And life is a lot easier when you're pretty, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just like with that kind of notion, uh, with that kind of thought in mind, it's like, okay, well, why, why not make myself pretty? Because I feel like mm. I will live an easier life that way. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know the grass is always greener on the other side, and I do understand. Like, dude, like I was talking about this like on JK News the other day, where mm-hmm. like 
I like we see the effect that a an attractive woman has uh, on a group of guys, right? Mm-hmm. So the way guys behave when they see a really pretty girl, they start to change their demeanor a little bit. They right. obviously pull out the chair a little more, open the doors a bit. Mm-hmm. They they talk to them a lot sweeter. They give them a lot more attention. Mm-hmm. And I saw that same effect in some guys. Like there's some dudes that are so fucking good looking. Like you see the way that women treat them too. Yeah. Right. So like if if like for example, like I've been to bars where I've seen really good looking dudes mm-hmm. they're just standing standing there and a girl comes up and starts talking to them I'm like what the fuck is that like I've never seen that's never ever happened to me right you know like she, he's just chilling and the guy like has the option to choose whether he wants to talk to this girl or not mm-hmm. and so I can understand the appeal of it right like yeah. I, I get it you yeah. know I just kind of like I don't know like I, I'm so weird I, I'm I'm confused because it's it's true whatever you do to your face and your body is your choice right I agree you know I just don't like the message that maybe comes along with it it's like the message is I could do my body whatever I want I'm not hurting anybody else but at the same time when it becomes like a societal norm that you could just change whatever you want mm-hmm. it doesn't teach you number one that you are beautiful the way that you are it's mm-hmm. teaching to me it's teaching the opposite it's that you're flawed and why don't you go ahead and drop some money and change it right and it's just like a weird business to be in like i don't i don't really like that like i don't want i don't mm-hmm. like if i have kids right yeah like yeah. if i have a daughter specifically yeah, yeah. just because i personally believe whether people can agree or disagree or not um that girls just have a lot of pressure to look, look a certain way and behave a certain way mm-hmm. compared to dudes right mm-hmm. aside from the machismo shit that guys have I think girls get really judged on the way that they look. I know this for the fact because even I'm at that point too where sometimes I see a girl and I judge them by the way that they look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I try not to just because I'm actually not the best looking dude on earth. So I don't have <laughs> – I shouldn't be the one to judge. You know what I mean? I'm in, I'm in tights and fucking – Right, know. right, right. So, you know, like it's it's just kind of tough and I don't – I wouldn't want my daughter to have to feel like she has to change – things about the way that she looks all the time to feel good about herself. Yeah, but that's tough though because mainstream media and even even marketing campaigns for things like makeup or clothes, you can't help but see like what 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 is being projected at you as the ideal body type or as the ideal look. Yeah. And so it's just like when you're slammed with that every single day, you just can't help but think, okay, I'm not normal. I'm not I'm not like these girls. I don't look like these girls. So I must not be that attractive. You know, like it's it's the it's the mindset that's happened cuz like for me growing up, it was pretty much like that. Like I think in the 90s or in the early 2000s, I think the body type of that era was really skinny. Like mm. you were like a stick skinny, right? And yeah. so at that time, like for me, it's like because uh, I didn't have that type of body type, I felt really out of place and I didn't feel like I was pretty. I didn't feel like I was beautiful either. Yeah. And I just felt like I had to, I didn't really diet, but I did try to work out, but I never achieved that particular body type. Yeah. So then I just kind of gave up on that, right? Where I was just like, well, fuck, dude, like my body can't necessarily do that or either that I'm very weak willed. And I don't want to get to that point where I have to sacrifice how much I eat or what yeah. I do, right? And so um, I've always had this complex with my body about like, oh, yeah, I don't think I, I really fit that. I was like, oh, mm. oh, I was like, oh, I, I see like um, fat building up here or whatever or like in my thighs. Thighs are like the first place where everything goes. And so yeah. I've always had like a very self-conscious feeling about my legs. Now I don't feel it as so much anymore because I've just accepted them. And like I like them. 
because um, they're strong yeah. and they have muscle. And so to me, it's like as long as I can lift things with my legs, I don't feel bad for them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, and to your credit, I think that's like a really good thing. And that's what I like. Right. right. So necessarily what sometimes what you dislike about yourself doesn't mean that somebody else won't like it. Right. Right. And, you know, like even like physical things that people like now, trends change all the fucking time. They do. But then when you're just surrounded by, especially in your adolescence, you yeah, can't yeah, help yeah, but like yeah. it's so impressionable to you. Yeah, I know. Like it's yeah. it's hard, man. Even like, you know, I, I'm not front either. Like when I was when I was in high school, you know, I was always a big guy, you yeah. know, I wasn't as big as I got, you know, like a year ago i mean mm-hmm. that took time that took a lot of food to get that big you know <laughs> but even then like you know i was like 200 and i think i'm this weight now than i was in high school mm-hmm. and even then when in high school i felt like i was a fucking really fat fucking guy yeah you know i because I, I lost a certain amount of weight towards my senior year and i was around like 205 pounds 210 which is what i weigh right now mm-hmm. and um during that time too i, I remember I, I felt fat and i think like for me too i used to I made jokes about it a lot, right? So for me, the reason why I made jokes about my weight a lot was because if I could joke about myself and I can make fun of myself first before you get to, you don't really have any power on me, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So the joke's already on me. I already know what the jokes are. I already know what you're going to say. And I kind of made humor out of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, humor was a way for me to cope with either number one, how I felt about my weight, Mm -hmm. how I, number two, how I looked and also how other people were going to perceive me. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I can make people laugh out of something that's a negative attribute, then it's really my strength. Right. Right. Like you can't take something from me that I don't really care about as much. And so I started identifying myself as a fat guy. Right. And it just became very comfortable for me. Like I just, I couldn't even picture myself thin. Like, I didn't know, like, what what the fuck is a skinny David, you know? Mm. And even when I did get, like, pretty fit, I got a little, a little more muscular during um, my second year of college. It just didn't really, you know, feel that way. Even when yeah. I lost the weight now, like, I looked, I look into the mirror and I still see the same guy that I was 60 pounds ago. Wow. You know, not in the sense that I hated it. It's just more like, like, I don't think I'm thin. You know, I don't, like, I'm just like, it's just still David. Because I still liked myself then and I still love myself now. Right. It's just now physically I just feel better. Damn. Right. So the only way I could see the difference was when I would see you. I would yeah. see some, and they're like, "Yo, what the fuck? You look hella different." I know. Every freaking week, dude. <laughs> yeah. Every fucking week, I see you. I'm just like, dude, David, you're a new person. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, Mariel too. She was Mariel's yeah. so fucking funny. Every time she sees me, till this day, like even after I've lost this weight, she just gives me a hug and she goes, "I could touch my fingers now." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you, you, you fucking bitch. All right, thank you. She goes, look. See, I can link my fingers. You look at this. I can hug you now. I was like, "Well, you've said that about a thousand times. I don't know if this is a compliment now, or you're trying to hurt yeah. my fucking feelings." She's so funny, dude. You know, yeah. Oh, but you know, I love Ariel. You know, but to I that point, Mario. like what I'm yeah. saying is that you know, I've I learned to I don't want to say cope, but I've learned to deal with it in a way that um, I guess it's kind of like I meant I dealt with it mentally first before physically. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like, I, I mean, that's how it starts. Yeah. That's how it starts. It's it's hard, man. Like when you're, when you're, when you're in high school and you're a teenager and you see what other people have that you want. And if it's based mm-hmm. on looks, sometimes it feels so unattainable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why else do people work out in high school that, that aren't in sports? They want to look buff because they want to look good when they take their shirts off uh, and they want somebody to be like, oh, you look fucking good, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just such a hard standard to hold up. Damn, I just did sports because I didn't want to be out of shape. <laughs> That's different, too. You also, you also look, you possibly could have had a dick, too. <laughs> 
perfect. You know, you know, a lot of uh, people in high school thought that I was a lesbian, even though I had long hair and like I, oh, I guess I wore pants all the time. But not a lot of girls wear skirt, uh, skirts or dresses at my school. But yeah, I feel like even in, in college too, a lot of people thought I was a lesbian. I mean, you have a a very weeb like sense to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you guys don't know what a weeb is. It's like a like it's it's like people. What what do you, what would you describe a weave like or or like or like an otaku type of thing? You yeah, know what I mean? It's just I guess like someone who is super a into fan. like of Korean or Japanese culture or something. Yeah. Well, if if you're going to Korean, uh, there's a different term for that. I As, totally forgot. I think it's it's weeaboo, isn't it? No, I think weeaboo is still otaku is Japanese, isn't yeah. it? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah. weeaboo is Korean or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know how that term came up, but yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're, you you when I first met you though, you dressed a lot more girly. Oh, did I? Yeah, when you were with Tommy, you dressed a lot curlier. You oh. had long hair. You dressed a little more feminine. But I still had button-ups and stuff, too. Yeah, but you had a more feminine style to you. And then later, after you guys broke up, yeah. you were I remember you were hanging a lot, out a lot more with your with your roommate friend. Yeah. And then you guys started dressing more similar. Then you started going a little more lesbian again. <laughs> And then you went from lesbian wow. to, to like weeaboo. So you went through like three different changes. You went from gr- girly to mm. like scary biker lesbian. Yeah. And then from scary biker lesbian, you went back to like just normal. I think like how you're like how you're comfortable with. Damn, that's so strange because um, I, I so I knew that I had different clothing phases, but I've always felt that my tastes have always been somewhat the same or at least how I dressed then with long hair versus when I when I dressed with my short hair, it was exactly the same clothes. But then people just called me a a, a, a is it butch? B- butch. butch, you look butch. you look butch, butch as fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, but but it was like if you saw a picture way back with me with long hair and I was dating Tommy at the time, I was wearing the same exact outfit and nobody said anything. Maybe though, because if you look at some of the videos, you did dress different. I did because when I was graduating college, I was like, okay, you know what, Julia can't cuss anymore and you got to clean up your act can't wear graphic tees anymore you got to start wearing regular clothes because i was just trying to like integrate <laughs> myself into the yeah and then i got involved and i saw joe with his freaking dog sweater and i was like yeah you know maybe graphic <laughs> tees are cool and then so i started wearing them again and i was like yeah okay this is this is a lot better yeah well no nobody <laughs> should base their fashion on what joe wears dude joe is eclectic <laughs> as fuck this fool has a, a sweater of a Shiba Inu, Inu on his yeah. shirt in the galaxy. Yeah. Like, come on, you know? Yeah, but you know what, though? People in JK say that um, I I am, like, the little sister of Joe, so whatever I wear, it's, like, on a similar eclectic level as him. <laughs> but he's probably more far out there than I am. Oh, he's definitely far out there, dude. <laughs> this fool has, like, a bunch of dirty flutes and keyboards, Every any, any kind of instrument that you Harmonica. will put on your mouth that he's never cleaned once yep. in the past six years. He mm-hmm. plays on JK News. Mm-hmm. And that shit is germ-infested as fuck. He does not care. If he's ever gotten a cold, it's because he played those instruments at JK News, for sure. No, but I'm pretty sure he believes that those germs are helping him build a stronger immune system. I love Joe, dude. Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe can make sense out of anything, dude. <laughs> yeah. That fool can convince me of anything in this earth, dude. He's just he's just one of those dudes, man. Yeah, like, David, you got to cut? Here, put your hand in mud. It makes it feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this full fucking funny when uh were you there when we went were you did you go with us when we went to Maui? No. Okay, so when we went to Maui, and you know Joe has eczema, right? Yeah. Joe cracked us the fuck up, dude. And Joe knows this shit too. I fucking love this guy. He goes, you know, sometimes when Joe is like in love with something, right? Yeah. He could find the positive in anything, which is such an amazing attribute of his, right? Yeah. So a lot of his stuff is mind uh is mind over matter. Yeah. So this fool's like 
going into these like waterfalls and these lakes and he's like dude this fucking water is healing my eczema but you could <laughs> you could visually see his eczema is getting worse <laughs> you know? but, because, but because he loves hawaii so much he, he's like diving into the fucking lake like he's tarzan he's oh like i'm healing <laughs> i'm healing and you see his eczema grow like bigger and bigger oh, but he loves hawaii so much it makes him feel good it's like a placebo effect for him i thought the salt water was supposed to help i don't fucking know dude that dude's hilarious man i fucking love that guy man yeah, you didn't go to Hawaii with us. No, I didn't go to the Maui trip. You went to Oahu. The yeah, uh, the Hawaii trip that I went to was for Bart and Gio's uh, uh, wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. that was the. Yeah, I think that was the only time I went to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, at least with you guys. There was yeah. another time I went to Hawaii, but it was like long ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Did you? When you wait, when you went to Hawaii, you were. So single or you were still with tommy i was still with tommy at the time were we at a house no uh, you 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 went to hawaii with us before when we were at a different house i don't think so yeah because yeah 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 it was when you swam across like a fucking jackass all across the coral <laughs> reefs and you scraped up your fucking legs <laughs> yeah but that was that was that was not the wedding that was a different time so you went twice really yeah so you went once in hawaii and mm. i remember the time you went on on Gio's thing, because Darian took a photo of you that was super pretty. Okay. It was when you were wearing that dress, you had super long hair. Right. I, I mean, I still had long hair at that time, too. Yeah, and then the other time you went was when you were with Tommy. Those two are separate. When when Bart and Gio were married, mm. you were not with Tommy. No, I was. No, you weren't, bitch. You were not. I was. You were you were fucking not. I was. Well, if you were, then he wasn't. He, oh, my God. No. Oh, okay, okay. You know what? You're making me doubt myself. Okay, hold on, hold on, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. we no, were together no, both fucking Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Don't check but it. Don't, I only, I only no, don't the, check it. Don't check it first. We have to talk about it. Fine. Okay, you might have been with Tommy at the one with Bart and Gio's wedding, sure, right? yeah, yeah. But those are two separate times because the first, second time that we went with Bart and Gio, yeah. when Bart and Gio got married, yeah. we were in those hot-ass huts. The, the, the other time... That we were at Hawaii and you swam across that coral reef bullshit mm. and you chopped up your legs mm. was when we rented a house together with a basketball court in the driveway. Yes. That was two separate times. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because we stayed in that fucking plantation where Bart and Gio sweated us the fuck out. Oh, that's right. God damn it, dude. <laughs> that's right. It was, yeah, that is a separate time. Yeah, that so was I did a one separate twice. time. You went I did twice. twice. Yeah. I remember. I did go twice. But yeah, you, but, but, but we, were, we were together both times. Oh yeah! How come I don't remember Tommy there? He was there though, huh? At the wedding? Yeah, yeah, he was there. I don't remember him there. And then swimming across, I remember he was there too because he didn't go with you. Yeah, because because I asked him like, if, if he I'm, wanted I'm to go Tommy. swim, and he was like, <laughs> "I'm still fucking getting Tommy. I'm fucking around." <laughs> I mean, I remember I asked him if he wanted to go swimming, and then he was just like, "No, I just want to film." And I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go swim <laughs> where Joe's dude, at." You were savage, dude. You were swim. You, hey. Uh, but I heard Tiff did it too the the other time around I, that I wasn't there. I think it was the Maui Probably, trip. Probably, man. Like yeah. Tiff likes she's like a thrill junkie. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because not a lot of things excite her. But if something gets her adrenaline going, she really really enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Like, which is kind of interesting because you have hobbies. Yeah. What are your hobbies? Uh, I've never asked. Uh, sleeping. Bitch, uh, sleeping. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping is not a hobby. I'll find. Uh. Honestly, like there have been days where I would just literally just chill in bed and also get really annoyed. Oh, really? Yeah, I I, I like to call it hashtag bed life. 
And then he was just like, oh my God, you need to get out of this bed. I was like, but it's so comfortable here. (laughs) You're just going to get bed sores one day, dude. But you like moving though. You run cross country. You like staying active. But there's just days that you just don't want to move at all. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I feel like I'm going to die. Oh, I don't know. I just feel really tired. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You sleep a lot though, dude. Kind of. You, maybe of. that's why you look so young. Julia's actually 42 years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact, guys. Uh, the, the birthday on the internet is false. False. She's 42 <laughs> fucking years old. Um, You're not 30 yet, are you? No, I'm not. What are you, 29? This year I'll be 29. Fuck. Yeah. So you're 28 right now. You're turn 29. Yeah, when come March. That's fucking... Time has gone by so fast, man. Yeah, yeah. I met you when we had the big... The, the office in uh, the... Monterey Park. Yeah, we yeah. had that office. And that's when I first met you. Yeah, and that was when I was like 23 or 24. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, when I when I first met you, I legit thought you were like a fucking fourteen year old, and I like I remember too because I started cracking up to myself because I kept talking to her like she was a child. Yeah. So like I was talking, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like basically talk, like it wasn't condescending, but I thought you were a little kid. Uh huh. So I didn't want to say like anything inappropriate or like joke around too much in front of you because I didn't right. know if you were like a super young intern. Right. And then I and I think I found out your age like a couple months after, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, she's an adult. I was like, thank wow. fucking God, dude. Because I felt so weird. And right. then, well, I mean, at that time, too, again, I was just trying to be clean. I didn't want to have, a, like, I didn't cuss at the time. And I was yeah. just trying to be, I was trying to be a bit more professional. So yeah. that probably rubbed off of me being really young. Yeah, I, I thought you were a fucking kid, dude. Wow. Dude, remember uh, Lauren? Uh, yeah. She, so I, when I first met Lauren, I keep fucking doing this because all you fucking girls don't age whatsoever. <laughs> I thought Lauren, when I first met her, was Ryan's younger sister. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. We, we were in Vegas <laughs> and then I was like, oh, uh, so fucking embarrassing. Like she's, she was an editor for JK, for JK News. And then yeah. I, I, I literally said this to her. I was like, oh, are you here with your older brother? <laughs> you think i am i was like isn't ryan your older but she goes no i'm an editor i was like <laughs> because she was walking around next to him the Damn whole time you. so i um they're both japanese right so i assumed that they were related so i thought it was like the japanese connect right and i was right. like look at this cute little girl here in vegas what are you doing here young lady you know and she goes no i'm an editor i'm in college i was like That's college so it looks like she just graduated junior high and shit dude yeah, yeah. So like um, I was uh, volunteering for a, a nonprofit organization called Relay for Life, and oh. um, I was uh, coordinators for the volunteers one year. And uh, there was a mom that was actually a part of uh, the the nonprofit, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Saying like, oh, you know what? What are you up to? What what's new with you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'll be graduating in May." And she's like, "Oh, cool. What college are you going into?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm graduating college." And she was like, "Oh." <laughs> You look so young. I didn't know. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, dude. Like how <laughs> yeah. young you fools look, man. Like it's it's, it's interesting though, because I like even even like every girl that I met in JK, I've mm-hmm. always fucked up something. Because like Tiff, I introduced myself to her like four <laughs> or five fucking times. Had no idea who she was. Yeah. Because she changed every time. She changed yeah. her braces. Then after that, she stopped wearing glasses. Then she yeah. wore makeup the other time. I was yeah. like, who the fuck is this Iranian girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out she's fucking Mexican. I had no idea. 
And then with Gio, you thought that she was a man. Yeah, because she, the way she talks is so fucking dude like through text. Yeah. I thought her full name was like Giovanni or some shit. Uh-huh. And then it was this fucking tall fucking bitch of a giant. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, it's a girl. <laughs> Threw me the fuck off, man. So then, okay, so other than you thinking that I was a super young intern, yeah. Well, what else was your first impression? Nothing. I just was like, oh, she's just a young little girl. I didn't really pay much attention to you, right? Oh, I see. I only do that because I don't want to invest myself emotionally to people who aren't going to be around. Right. Right. Because it's just a lot of work on my part. Right. Right. And that's how the same thing was for when um, Tiff introduced us to Isaac when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. So when I first met Isaac, I didn't really talk to him much mm-hmm. because one of the things that I saw growing up a lot. So I have a lot of friends back from Sacramento who mm-hmm. uh, who have kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they I'm going to say they have kids, but they I've had friends who have dated women or guys who have kids uh-huh. and then. Through friendship, we become attached to that kid that they have. Right. And then for me, it just kind of was so f- fucked up that this kid starts calling you uncle, starts calling you all this oh, other stuff. Getting attached to you. And then they split and they break up. So yeah. I didn't know what his emo- what Casey's emotional attachment was to Isaac I at see. that point yet. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to invest myself emotionally into this kid or to this new girl mm-hmm. because – why would I do that? It's fucked up for the kid. It's fucked up for everybody else. So right. I kind of kept her at a, at an arm's length. And I also kept Isaac at a, And I love kids too. So I really wanted to play with Isaac. And I fucking love that kid. Mm-hmm. So I was just like so weird about it, you know? Didn't really say hi to him too much. I just said, hi, Isaac. And I didn't really play with him. But then it was kind of rough because I was like, man, this kid's cute. <laughs> you know? Like he's such a good kid. <laughs> yeah. You know? So that you did too. And then like... After you saw and witnessed me sticking around for many years. Yeah, I was like, this girl's really fun, dude. Oh, yeah. It's a really fun little girl, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking snot-nosed brat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, what's it? Uh, yeah, when I first met you, like, I'm, I forgot, like, what it was exactly that, that, that kind of... Because you were interning at the time and you weren't working full time for JK. No, I wasn't because I, I was still working part time at a <sighs> restaurant and at, That's like, a... Right. At like a Korean, co- Korean or Brazilian barbecue too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was working at that was. time. Yeah, you're working. Uh, it was part time as a waitress. Yeah, yeah. It was part time for them, and then uh, I had one other job that I was doing at that time too. That was also part time, yeah. and so I was doing that and JK on top because I because I needed to make money. <laughs> now I remember, yo, Tommy. I'm gonna put you on blast real quick because this shit is so fucking funny. Oh, what um, happened here? Oh, nothing. my bad. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to put you on blast real quick. So Tommy is like the funniest fucking dude. Now, you check him out. Like, he's a great cinematographer. You know, he used to work for Just Kidding Films. Very talented. Very fucking talented. Yeah. But this motherfucking dweeb, dude, cracked me the <laughs> fuck up. Tommy, I'm going to get you on this shit, too, just so you could explain your fucking self. So when Julia worked for JK Films at the time and she was an intern, nobody knew she was a fucking intern at all. It was so fucking funny. And so, like, what was told to me at the time was that wait, you he got you as an intern, right? Yeah. He got you as an intern without telling Bart and Joe that you were being an intern for JK Films. Yeah, but that was my assumption because then he was saying, oh, cool, you got the internship position. And I was like, dope. But then he did tell me that he was going to train me on how to become an intern for jk or like to- which which doesn't exist there isn't a pre-training program to become an intern for jk so literally what this <laughs> fool was doing is that he thought she was super fucking cute oh. and he wanted to be around her so he lied to her and told her <laughs> that he could that she could be an intern for jk without telling bart and joe i thought that shit was the it's kind of cute but it's yeah. 
fucking hilarious, dude. It's like, bro, what the <laughs> fuck were you thinking? So the first time I met Joe and yeah. Tiff was at, um, oh my God, a wax shoot. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was uh, featuring Asian mom in mm-hmm. there, um, Joe, right? And so I remember I walked in on set and I went up to Joe. I was like, hey, Joe, I'm Julia. I'm your new intern. And then Joe was like, you could see for like a split second, Joe was like, what the fuck? And then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice to meet you. That's and he like played it funny. off really well. But then I was just like, okay, that's a little weird. And so he just, he didn't know who you were at all. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. And then like, I mean... Yeah, and, and so then, like, I think they had a talk with Tommy, and then, like, uh, I guess things were kind of, like, clarified, and, and then, like, they they kind of brought me on to, like, their shoots just to see, like, how well I do and how well I, I fit in and, and what my work ethic was like, and then uh, over time, they're like, okay, this, this chick's cool. She's not, like, somebody that just here because you know she's like a huge huge fan it's just that you know she's here because she likes what we do and you were you were a a blessing in disguise yeah and it kind of really worked out well for tommy (laughs) you know what i mean yeah 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 because that dude was just he was just trying to get with you that's it like that dude just thought you were super fucking cute and he wanted to have you around but he was too nervous or shy or too much of a puss to say hey i think you're cute let's go out on a date which really (laughs) wouldn't have been much you know and so the only thing he could do is just have you around by saying oh well this girl is interested in JK, yeah. so I'm going to use this to keep her around, yeah, and then yeah. maybe I'll slide in that, hey, maybe we should be together type of shit. Right, and, right, right. And guess what, bitches? It fucking worked, because they, they <laughs> did go out for like a <laughs> couple did, years. Fucking Tommy worked that fucking dweeb game in, homie. That shit was tight. Tommy, you son of a fucking bitch. You, gotta, you better explain yourself on this podcast when I bring you on here, dude. Dude, what is he coming on? That would be I'm going to hit him up, and I'm going to tell him to come on, man. <laughs> Because I, I need him to explain that story. That shit is so fucking funny yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what is this dude talking about, dude? That yeah. shit cracked me up. Dude, I remember when I first met him, um, it was at the 66 Night Market. That's yeah. when I asked him if like uh, JK was looking for interns in production. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when I went up to him, they were like, oh, hey, are you uh, Tommy from JK? And then he was like, oh, yeah, uh, you're. And I was like, you don't know me. I'm just a fan. So he like kind of played it off as like he knew who I was. But of then, course, like, Tommy. Uh, but he didn't. So, yeah. What a fucking goofy <laughs> ass guy, dude. Yeah. But hey, it fucking worked, though. You guys went out for two. Almost two. Almost two fucking years. Yeah. You, was he your first like serious relationship? He was my longest one. Yeah. Because cause there was one guy that was in college that I dated for maybe two weeks or so. Two weeks? That's yeah, it. yeah, it was yeah, it was really short because um, we we worked together at a rest at the Brazilian Steakhouse, oh. and uh, he was like, I think he might have been like two years younger than me. Oh, yeah. you little cradle robber, dude! You like that? <laughs> you like that baby dick? He dude. was cute. <laughs> he was cute. Um, uh, he was a break dancer, uh, but I think at the time, like. When uh, I was dating him and when I was getting to know him, like, all he could talk about was one of his best friends. And I was like, damn, dude, this guy's head over heels for his best friend. And so, like... You're talking about a girl that's his best friend? Yeah. A girl that's his best friend, right? And then, like... But, I mean, like, to me, I was just like, you know, are you sure you don't want to, like, talk to her? You know, maybe... There is something there. And he's like, no, 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 there, there, there isn't. And I was like, what a fucking weirdo, dude. But then it, he wasn't saying that to like keep me around. It was just I think he was really trying to move on from her because maybe he was hung up on her for too long or whatever. And so I was just like, oh, OK. So we were like dating for a week. And I just remember telling him, I was like, hey, full on disclo- uh, disclaimer, like if there is a point where you're not interested in dating me, just tell me. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get hurt. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like I'd rather not waste your time and I'd rather not have my time wasted. So 
if the moment you start questioning whether you want to date me or not, I feel like that's already a bad sign. So we yeah. should probably end it, right? Yeah. And so first week was cool. Second week was a little weird. Um, not quite sure what exactly happened, but I think he started having thoughts and like kind of doubts about like us dating. And mm-hmm. then I was just like, okay. So then I, I messaged him. I was like, hey, let's let's talk. Like we should talk, right? I have a feeling that something's really off. And yeah. I was like stressing a lot about it too, right? And um, he was just like, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know if like I can continue to do this. And I was like, okay, cool. So why didn't you tell me why that? Didn't you I tell me told that? You, you, yeah, you little dumb and bitch. Then, and then I was like, well, how long did you feel that way? He was like, after the first week. And I was like, what, what did you fuck? fucking tell me? And I was like, oh my god. And then like, so I wasn't hurt about the fact that like he wasn't interested in dating me yeah i was more hurt about i was like whoa what the fuck dude what 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 did i do wrong in the sense of like i laid it out there for you yeah. uh I, I i try to make it as hands-off as possible you know like if you weren't interested you could have just said so how, how old was he at the time how old were you uh i think i was 22 at the time and i think he was 20 oh, he's a child dude that's yeah, what yeah. that's what young kids do right you know so, so i mean so at the time it was just like i was more angry at the fact of i was like <laughs> he couldn't even like tell me like that he wasn't interested right versus like because i think he was too afraid of hurting my feelings and i yeah. think that's what got me frustrated because i was like bro i already told you up front <laughs> yeah but you know when you're a young person too you don't really know what to do and i think like a lot of the times at, at a young age confrontation is something that kids run away from oh, you know what yeah. I, I take that back not even kids people in general i at uh, me, me like me. adults they just <laughs> people don't like confrontation yeah. which is actually a decent attribute to have be- and what i mean by that is like you kind of pick and choose your battles a lot, right? But some people, they run away from confrontation so much that they just rather let things fester and get worse and worse yeah. and worse until it blows up in their fucking face. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a good thing you actually contacted him and was, you, you were very straightforward about it. Right. Because if not, that would have dragged on for like four months or some right. shit. Right, I mean, it was stressing me out because I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. Like, what's happening? What, what is he feeling? What am I feeling? It was, it was just a whole bunch of like emotional like stress that I didn't want in my life. And I was like, okay, this needs to end right now. Like, that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. And then people at work were like, oh, so so you guys aren't dating anymore? And I was just like, no. I was like, oh, are, are, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And yeah, like, I'm okay, homie, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get some fresh dick. Y'all ever heard about that fresh Ziploc dick? Take that fucking penis straight off that Ziploc, homie. Yeah. Shit. Oops, I should stop banging this table so much. But, um... That's so interesting. So you worked at a Brazilian restaurant. You worked. You were a waitress, and then you kind of fell into the whole JK thing, which, by the way, is not an easy task to do. Because I think mm-hmm. like the world that you came from is so different from this world. Like yes. this world is is all about your destiny is literally in your hands. Yes. Even like specifically working for this company, it's it's not so clear cut, right? Yeah. So the great thing about like working for JK and for a lot of people who have been uh, in this company from the beginning, and you know this too, it's like opportunity is always there. Right. You just have to be a strong enough individual to voice your opinions mm-hmm. and take those opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Which is very different from corporate world, right? Corporate right. world, like I feel like sometimes like there are steps that people let you know that this is your limit, that this is what you can go to. You right. have to push towards it. But with JK, it's more like, hey, I feel like we I could do this for the channel or do mm-hmm. this for the company. I want to create this position. Can I do it? You mm-hmm. just have to be a strong enough individual to mention it. Right. And that's like a good and bad thing because you, you have to be responsible enough to control your destiny, right? Because mm-hmm. even for you and a lot of people um, – started wondering this is like you, when you started doing jk news after a while you disappeared which i don't yeah. which i don't that wasn't even fully explained to me either i just remember that um 
number one, it was either becoming difficult for you or uh-huh. there was something, I don't know what it was, but then you, you chose to go a different path and it, it wasn't a right fit. Right? Yeah, yeah, because it was yeah. it, what, what was it very stressful for you or yeah, it, I mean it was it was a whole bunch of things. So like, um, what is it? I th- okay, so JK News was happening around the time that I was interning, and it was yeah. still pretty new. Mm-hmm. And when I sat in, I was literally filling in for um, the previous host, and then yeah. soon I became a full time host. And um, I didn't actually expect myself to be a host at the time uh, because. Literally, my goal in there was to learn about production work and uh, to mainly stay behind cameras, right? And so, um, when Trying I was to bang the table, so oh, much. sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. And so, uh, when I was uh, asked to be like, "Hey, can you host?" Because you know, you you've done a couple and you've done a few, and 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 you did pretty well. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. sure. If you need someone to fill in the spot, I'll, I'll do it." And so um, I did the hosting for a while. And then I remember like um, hosting got really crazy. So instead of 10 article days, it was 15 and then became 15 to 20. And then after 20, it became 40. And then I think at one point it was like 60. I think we were considering 80. I don't remember if we did it or if we did it one day. But yeah, I remember 60 being like a lot of articles in one day. And you were there. You were, you, yeah. we were there for a really long time from like, yeah. 9 a.m. all the way till 12 midnight, right? Yeah. And so um, I think me doing that so often, um, I think it, it just, I don't know. Like, I think it just got to me to the point where I felt like my hosting skills plateaued and uh, mm. that I... And, and, and it wasn't something I was interested in either, right? Like, I never wanted to be a host of any talk show. I didn't want to be a host of... Like any, because you any, wanted to be in, in uh, the production right? side of things. Yeah, is what you wanted, yeah. right? So then, like to me, I was just like, okay, well, I feel like these are my limits as a host, and I plateaued. And at that time, like Tiff was also transitioning into, and like she was hosting as well. And then seeing her host was making me think, like, okay, I think Tiff is actually a better fit than I am, <laughs> right? In this, and I think like over time, I felt like there was so much stress going into the news articles because we had to find. A certain amount every week and if we didn't it, it kind of felt like a failure at least for me on my end right and so mm. there's a lot of anxiety that went into it because it was just yeah. like fuck there's not like there's not any like good articles out right now and there's not any like lighthearted ones because right now like in that time that world was miserable yeah <laughs> right and so um it i so i i personally felt like i was struggling in yeah. trying to make something work that wasn't working for me necessarily. Yeah. And so um, I think with all that anxiety building up and then filming on the day of and then forgetting all the information or like uh, the notes that I took weren't like helpful notes or like uh, maybe mispronouncing things or stuttering a lot, right? Like all those little things started like getting to me. And then like it didn't like, I'm not going to lie. It didn't help when I saw like really negative comments. Ah. Yeah. Just remembering that feeling. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like, I think with that and the combination of me knowing that I didn't really necessarily yeah. started out wanting to be a host. Um, yeah. It really got to me and it really affected yeah. me. And so yeah. it was really hard to because I didn't really want to let the team down. In yeah. the sense, I was like, well, I've been working on this for so long. It's like, why can't I improve? Or what? what is wrong with me? Like, why? why did I... Why did I hit this plateau that I'm not quite sure yeah. that that happened? And so um, at that time, I was like, okay, one, I'm getting really stressed. Two, I'm getting a lot of anxiety. You weren't, <clears throat> you weren't happy. Yeah. And then um, the next part was like, 
I want to continue to be on the show to help further it, but I felt it got so bad to the point where I started getting anxiety where people where I felt like people would literally click away. Like maybe it's a narcissistic narcissistic thought, but it was just like there were comments where people were saying like, oh, I see Julia, I click away. And to me, I was like, yeah. fuck, dude, I don't want the business to go down because of me and how sucky my hosting skills are. Yeah. And so, or like how my hosting skills became over time. And so um, because of that, like, I just felt my condition getting worse as time mm. went on. And I didn't really want to be a dead horse anymore, in a sense, yeah. at least for me, yeah. right? And, it, and it's like... Um, and I think it's just like a lot of it has to do with my mental perspective, right? And at that time, it wasn't very good. And so I felt like it was best for me to step away from JK News yeah, than to um, continue on with it, not knowing what exactly to do. So, it's so hard. And, you know, that's the thing like, you know, and it's, it's hard because I could tell you as much as I want, like the people who leave those comments are trash human beings, right. you know. But sometimes it just doesn't fucking matter. Like, especially when you're already going through so much fucking shit. Number one, like being a part of something like JK News is not easy. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks that they can do it. Everybody thinks that, oh, if we could bring up an article, we could talk about it too and just do it. And it's like, well, if, if people could have done it, they would have done it by now. Right. Right. They really would have because, I mean, just to put it in perspective for people, like I, like I always tell people when they listen to JK News, number one, we are not a fucking news source. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's about conversation <laughs> and jokes and friends right. just talking. The the news article is just an, a thought and the subject for us to bounce our own ideas off of. Right. That's it. Right. You know, that's why it's called Just Kidding News. The mm-hmm. fucking company's called Just Kidding, you fucking fucks. Yeah. Right? And, but the people who are leaving these comments, you know, like, you know, they do it because they want to get a reaction out of you. Right. And you know? like and like there's some comments where I do take as actual critique yeah. where it's just like, you know, maybe you should remind yourself to put something like this in the notes or like maybe try to do tongue twisters so that you won't stutter as much. You know, like things like that are like helpful things or it's just like um, things like um, maybe uh, you should. I, I don't I don't fucking remember, but it's just like there's some that were actually good advice that like I would try to like uh, apply into my hosting, but like other ones were just like pure hate, and I was like, "Fuck, am I making the show worse?" <laughs> no, nah, I mean you never made the show worse. It's just that these people, and also too, even when people give critique and advice about something, yeah, you haven't done it. You are not in that position. So how the fuck are you to ask? Like, like they're like, okay, try this tongue twister, bitch. Have you fucking done sixty <laughs> fucking articles a day? Have you tried to memorize sixty yeah. articles with with over a hundred people and a hundred stories in one fucking day? Yeah. Have you tried that? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you haven't. And on top of that, to performing to camera, doing this with a one hour break in between. And what people don't know, when we were filming, we were fucking filming from nine fucking a.m. till one a.m. Yeah, that's how much we were working. We were brain dead and blasted. And the next day we had to pick up and do our other other projects too, filming, whatever that mm-hmm. it was. It was not easy. It was hard. And there was a certain point where we were doing so many articles. We were doing that twice a fucking week. Yeah. And everybody's, oh, that's just once a week. Have you tried talking and just trying to be funny and entertaining for fucking like 14 hours straight? Yeah. It is not easy. 
easy. And so when people like write these things and these advice, like sometimes it comes from a very good place, right. completely understandable. Right. Even for my channel, I say, hey, can you guys let me know what you think about these upload times? That's where stuff like your uh, opinions really matter, mm -hmm. right? But when somebody comes up and they look at your job and your position, say, this is what you can do to make it better. It's yeah. like, cool. You are not somebody who who's in that position to tell me how to right. make it better. Right. Like for me, when I did stand-up comedy, I asked comics how to make my stand-up better. Right. Right? Because yeah. they do it. They yeah. understand. They understand what the give and take is when you go up, you're you're holding a mic, you're performing, how to make jokes hit, how to pace yourself. Right, Those right. are the things that matter the most. And, and, you know, to your credit, too, it's just fucking hard. Like, number one, you're stressed the fuck out. So these small little things, it's just the last straw on the camel's hump that's just going to fucking break you, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it was, I, I, I didn't know, like, how much you were going through just because for me, when it comes to JK News, that's just the part that I played. Right? right, and right. so afterwards, I had to go deal with my own shit. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, I thought things were going great. I thought things were perfectly fine. Oh, I mean, like for the most part, like I try not to have so much negative feelings about JK News. It was just more of like, all right, well, my chapter here is done yeah. at JK News. Um, I think I've come to a place where I felt like I've helped the channel enough to the best of my abilities. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, I helped it get it running. Up to the point that it was. And um, I think in terms of the way that I host, I think um, I don't feel like necessarily I want to improve on that in like the JK News setting, right? Which and is I, great. Right. Like you, you came to that conclusion right. on your own, which is awesome. Right. And so like I've, I've literally mentally prepared myself and talked myself through it where it was like, it's not your fault. It isn't. It isn't right. your fault. But it's just like it's, it's so hard because I feel like I've always grown up with that feeling of like oh it's your fault if you can't complete something and so yeah. to me it it took a while for me to be okay and say like hey it's not your fault it's cool like you've um worked really hard and you've got to jk news up to this point and literally like i think it's okay to walk away because you're unhappy yeah and so um, I literally had a talk with Tiff and I asked her if she would be okay to take the workload of the other half of the articles. And she yeah. said, yeah, like she was down and she seemed excited about it. And I was like, great, because I think, I, yeah, yeah, I was like, I can't do it. And I think you're a great host for it. And I think you're a better fit for it too. And then um, talked to Bart and Joe about it. And like, they, they, they thought that like, I wanted to be on news because I enjoyed it and I continued to stay. They didn't yeah. know that I did it because... I was filling in a position and like, yeah. look, I'm not going to lie. Like JK news was fun. Yeah. Like it was fun. Yeah. Like if I could stay like, sure. Right. But then a part of me just feels like, but I don't know if I really necessarily fit that branding. Cause I feel like my opinions are very neutral. Like I don't necessarily lean on one side or the other. It's just more of like, to me, it's like, I like to see both sides. And then I'm just like, okay, like I see, I see your point. Like, yeah, you, you go here, you go here to me. It's like, I feel like it's case by case. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. And, that's that's anything in comedy or when it comes to like content like that the, yeah. the pe people don't get it it's like well why can't you just stay neutral on things because if we stay neutral on things you wouldn't want to fucking watch us that's how right. that's how comedy is right you make a point you stick fucking to it and you find the humor in it right and so this is where i see a lot of comics fail they're like well i don't want to offend people blah 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 mm -hmm. you have to be socially smart about the content that you put out a hundred percent but you can't be wishy-washy about your shit yeah you know and that's that's not easy for a lot of people right. it's actually very difficult i mean to your credit what i really what i really do enjoy is that you actually figured out like hey this isn't for me 
and you figured out a way to remove yourself from something that wasn't making you happy, which is hard. Because the hard part about that is that sometimes, like I think in your case specifically because of your upbringing Mm -hmm. and how I was like brought up too, is that when we move when we move away from this, it's not like I'm doing this because it's better for me. You almost feel selfish sometimes. You feel like I'm doing this for myself and I'm letting this team down. Right. And so it hurts because now you feel like. I'm being a selfish human being mm-hmm. because I should be thinking about the team and because I haven't and because I failed, everybody else has to suffer. Right. But that, that wasn't the case, you know, and it's just hard to move away from that that thought sometimes because mm-hmm. number one, you are a team player and you've always been a great team player. Thank you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Thank well, you. you know, like, so what people don't know about Julia too, when I was doing a lot of, Julia actually used to produce for me. So yeah, for, for a few sketches. You that know? was wild, dude. Yeah, that was fun. You did a really great job. I remember I bought a lot of shit and I returned a lot of shit. That's how you. fucking gangster it is, baby. <laughs> That's how broke we were, homie. You know? But you know, everybody has to figure out their strengths. Yeah. And that's a good thing. You know, even for me too, um, you know, how I can relate to this is that I always tell people to something that I used to do when I was younger. I used to look, it's kind of like that saying of like you look at you you look at what somebody else has, so, but you forget to see what you have, mm-hmm. right? So, like, for me, um, the reason why I decided to not do music as much and do comedy is because I kept on looking at music as something like, oh, I could still do it. But it wasn't making me happy. Oh. That wasn't fun for it anymore. I but see. because I felt like I had the skill for it and then people wanted to see it, I kept on putting on this pressure that I still should continue to do music constantly. Right. But what I had to realize about music is like for me and my ability as a musician, unless I dive into it a thousand million percent, I'm just always going to be a mediocre musician. Yeah. And I'm only doing it because I feel like I'm failing. Right. And that's t- a terrible way to con- pursue an art. Yeah, that's how I felt like in uh, my college days. Because mm. uh, my program was five years long and I studied animation. And so I was learning how to draw in traditional, like so 2D animation. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until my last year of college when I realized that I didn't necessarily want to do that per se. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like animation. I still want to be somewhere a part of entertainment in that area. But mm-hmm. like what if young Julia had did a little bit more research um the position that I wanted to be in was somewhere in production, like whether it be like uh, production management or whatever yeah. in, in, in animation. Right. And because like uh, I and I only realized this because um, I went out to like this art club hangout thing that was happening at downtown Disney or someplace. And um, we were all hanging out. And there's this one guy from Fullerton. He was telling me that he was uh, interning at this one animation studio and he was doing production work. And I asked him what that was. And he was like, oh, you know, you just file papers and you communicate in between teams. And yeah. you um, you you talk to them about, uh, about things and you try to piece things together to get things done. Immediately in my head, I was like, wow, that sounds really fun. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, cool. How do you like it? And he's like, oh, it's just really boring. And I was like, Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, sounds boring. And then he was like, "Yeah, I mean, like, whoever wants to do that, right?" And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that's so so boring for an animator." <laughs> and so, so at that time, it really opened up my eyes. Where I was just like, "Oh, fuck!" Like, I know I have the skill set to be an animator, but I don't really find any fulfillment in my own artwork or in my own creation. Yeah, like you appreciate the art, right? But what it's not so much in the sense of like, oh, I don't, I can't see myself doing the art part for the rest of my life, though. Like. Like, I think if I were to do the art part for the rest of my life, I would literally have to be, like, a follower. But if you want me to be creative in something, like, I feel like that's the portion of me where I feel like I lack a lot. And it's, like, I know that I can probably... A lot of artists are like that. I can probably practice to be creative, but I think for me, it's, like... You just didn't love enough to do that either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. And so I think I... 
I personally found a lot more joy in pushing people to get their projects done mm -hmm. and seeing that result, seeing them happy made me happy. So with that in mind, I was like, man, maybe I should go into production. So in my last year, I just finished up with animation and then that's when I started. But you're great bottom. at production though. Like production is not an easy job. It, it oh, is thanks. Production is fucking hard, man. Like, yeah. um, I think when, when people, if you guys don't know anything about producers, but we work on it on a, on a smaller scale. But my, my biggest thing that I love about producers is like no is not an answer. There's not an mm -hmm. option. Yeah. And if you're if you have a producer that works for you and they say that they're a producer, they come back with nothing, they're fucking trash. Yeah. Don't ever come back with nothing. You come back with fucking options. Mm -hmm. If we if we want a certain prop that's there that's just impossible to get, then you come back with 17 other fucking options that we can choose from. Because whether or not you provide it or not, we still have to shoot. We have to keep on moving right, on. Right, right. So preparation is a big key. That's why there's coordinators, there's producers, there's yeah. assistant producers, there's all these other stuff that this back end that requires like film or any type of project to be done. Producers are like the backbone of this shit. Mm -hmm. You know, which is a very fucking difficult job. And you know, it's hard, man. Like, you know, I like I completely understand where you're coming from from these comments because like even for me, I'm, I, it's not like I don't get affected by comments. It's just yeah. I have an ability just to laugh at it. It's like, <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some that I'm able to laugh at. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just most people don't. Yeah. Most people don't. Most people take everything to heart. Mm -hmm. I, I get irritated at comments all the fucking time. It's like, mm. who the fuck are you, you trash bag? Like, I, I immediately think that. But 2019 David So says that we're only going to respond to positive comments or if yeah. I do respond to negativity, I'm going to respond to it in a, in a decent manner. Because mm. before, I would just trash people. And, you know, the problem that I had with that, it was developing a bad habit where I would trash people, not because I'm angry, it's yeah. because it would make me smile to make somebody upset. So <laughs> I was becoming a troll. I was becoming the thing I hated the most. Right. I was like, oh shit, I'm trolling the troll now. Yeah, what am I are. doing? I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm doing something that I that I say that I hate that other people do. So I was being yeah. a hypocrite. Yeah. But that's why I'm trying not to do it to the best of my fucking ability. Oh, I see. I'm trying my best. So right how now. so how's it looking for twenty nineteen now? It's very hard. It's very hard. <laughs> like I I feel it bubbling inside me. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna trash this fucking living germ. Like uh -huh. I'm going to literally find this. Per like sometimes I think like I, I can't wait. I had this dream once. Right. Where I for some reason had the ability. So when somebody would leave a comment, like I had connections to like the FBI and they could find where they live. And I showed up to a house <laughs> and I literally beat the shit out of like a 14 year old kid. Are you serious? But the kid was huge though. He was big. <laughs> he was like huge. He How was, old were you? I was my age. So as a 30-year-old man, uh -huh. I beat the shit out of a 14-year-old. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you this, I woke up very satisfied. And wow. after I beat his ass, in the dream, their parents said, thank you. <laughs> One of the best dreams ever, dude. Oh Beating up 14-year-olds. Woo! Feel fucking good. David. That fool was so fucking defenseless. And... He was my size. So I didn't feel so bad pummeling the living fucking shit out of oh him. Oh my God. I dream about the fucking dumbest things. That was so satisfying. Wow. I think your body is really trying hard to suppress you from like verbally saying it I'm out saying. loud in public. And so it's taking it out in your dreams. I know. I'm also trying to, I mean, I curse a lot, but I'm trying to reduce it by like 50%. Okay. Not because I have anything wrong against cursing. I feel like it's my fallback too much now. Yeah. And, and it's just becoming too fluid. Like I'm not picking and yeah. choosing when I'm using it. It's just becoming too much of a part of my vernacular. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. okay, pick and choose your cursing now, David, because now you're just cursing all the damn time. And Mariel hates it, dude. Mariel is just like the sweetest fucking girl that I know. I love her. So when I curse, it, it hurts her feelings. And when I see her cringe, I'm like, it makes me feel bad, dude. Aww. 
Aww. I don't know why she chose me out of all people. Like, it's so funny because the, th- the qualities that she wants to see in a good person, yeah. I don't have. Like, I don't have those qualities. But then, so, so, then, so then what qualities of Mario do you like that make you Oh, she has all her? the qualities that I like. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, but sometimes I feel like I don't have the qualities she wants. You oh, know what I mean? I see. But it's because I make her happy. So right. that's like the overscoping thing. It's like, okay, he makes me happy. He's a good person. Right. You Because know, she sees all the best qualities in me and she sees the worst. Right. It's just sometimes the, the worst qualities are very glaring. Oh, like it's just God. in her face all the time. I remember the first time I met her. You I were was there. there I, was I was producing hit. a skit for you. I hit on that girl with a oh. fucking fierceness. Dude, I saw all these heart beams hitting at her and I just see them bounce off of her. <laughs> you know, out of all the JK people, nobody has ever seen me flirt with a girl except for you wow i'm honored i'm honored because i just remember like i'm very aggressive i remember i was watching you and i was like huh i was like at that time too i was still kind of getting to know you so i was just like i don't know if david's natural like that but i just feel like it's a little extra but because like i'm a very (laughs) friendly person yeah you are so i'm super friendly but i'm friendly in a platonic way when i flirt it's different like you could tell there's a difference you know what i mean i i saw i remember I was in the bathroom with Mariel and I was trying to fix up her hair and then you I'll came in. I was trying to say, what's up? And then you popped in and you said, what's up? And then you poked her a few times and she like smacked you a few times and she's like, get the fuck out of here. Well, she didn't say yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. but she's like, get out of here. Yeah, she was She was, She was. was trying to play. She liked me. I don't give a fuck. She liked me. But that's when, um, that's when I uh, decided to really pursue her. And you know, at that time too, I wasn't thinking about getting with anybody else. Like I was planning to stay oh, single wow. until this age. This is the age that I said I was going to start dating, 30. Wow. Yeah, and then um, I just didn't have an interest in being with anybody at the time. So then, what made you go for her at that time? Like, was well, it love it, at first sight? Or it wasn't what was love it? at first sight. It was just it's. I always had this thought of, why the fuck not, right? Mm. So why lose an opportunity because you put the the barrier or the boundary in your head that you were only going to date when you're thirty? What kind of stupid construct is that? Mm. If you see somebody that you're attracted to and you feel something, yeah, then give it a go she gave you butterflies when you first saw her i don't know if it was butterflies because that was the second time i met her the first time i met her it was actually i have the footage of it there's a clip of it yeah and she and i like i i was working on set so she was a pa yeah and so i you know when i'm working i'm just working yeah and then but this time i was i didn't have to direct or i didn't have to do any of that stuff uh somebody else got to direct and they were taking control so i could just be more myself and then i saw her and she was super funny she was very fun to have around and i thought she was really cute yeah Lo and behold, four years later, we're well, together. How cute! I, you know, I am, I am honored to have witnessed the very beginnings. Yeah, of you're your the only person in JK that actually has seen me pursue a girl. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. Yeah, because usually, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, because if I'm around you guys, I'm just around you guys. So I'm just, right. I'm just David. You know, right. but obviously, like. You know, I, I don't think yeah, nobody's ever seen me like flirt with a girl or even like just not be goofy, David. Because usually, I'm just goofy, David. I'm, right. I'm not really, you know. I'm not very hypersexual, you know. I'm just like always joking around, having fun. I'm very like mother hen, like you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that, that. That I call myself mother hen. I give mother hen hugs. Like I'm always like comforting and, but you know, with her it was different. I'm like, what's up, mm-hmm. dude? Mm-hmm. I think I was there both times when she was a PA, and when she was the actually actress. starring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, was there both were. times. Oh, you were producing that one too, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because it was right. one. It was uh, Kim Jong Il with yeah, that's uh, right. That's Arden right. Yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. first time I saw her. You did a great job at that too. Thank you. Thank you. And then, uh, and then it was the other one with uh, "Just Do It," right? 
Yeah, those were some it. good times, oh, Those were so good. That's when YouTube was really fun. Yeah, it was. You know? And I still love doing, like, the podcast is amazing, man, because I get to know more about your story. And then this is just a way for me to, like, reconnect with people. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, it was dope. I, I felt like, I mean, I'm very thankful for the opportunity you gave me to produce your stuff because yeah. I think at that time you were still kind of trying to collect your team together Yeah. at the time. But you also knew that I was interning. So yeah. it was just like... I mean, yeah. I don't know what made you decide to take a shout at me uh, to to take a shout. I just saw you work me. with JK, and then yeah. for me, I like building teams together. Yeah. So there there are a lot of people that I have worked that that are great at what they do, yeah. but they don't take instruction very well. Oh, I see. And so I'm a very particular human being. Right. I'm very particular. Like you were. I remember there was one time you wanted me to find a, a Korean actress or, so, or some actress that spoke Korean. Yeah. And I was like, can't you just teach her the lines? And you were like, no, she needs to be able to speak. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Yeah. And like I remember I kept coming back at you with it, and you're like, does she speak Korean? I'm like. No, and then he was like, "Then no," and I was like, "Ah!" Yeah. And I just remember I got frustrated. I was like, "Fuck, dude! I wonder David's getting frustrated at me because I'm bringing all these actresses that aren't Korean." Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about me too, I'm very straightforward. So if I was like upset or frustrated, yeah. I would tell you like, "Hey, you're frustrating me." Oh, but, I see. But if I don't say it, that's why yeah. I, I always tell people like, unless I fucking tell you, yeah. like, "Hey, I'm upset." Yeah. Or I verbally, there has to be a verbal note to it because right. I don't want people to be up in the air about how I feel about them. Right. Yeah, I might be a little like feel a little weird but yeah. it's not nothing that i'm angry or upset about if i'm angry i'll i'll take somebody aside is like hey like there's something off between us oh, right now I see. Yeah. you know which how how when has that ever happened i actually don't get angry like that right, often right. like if i get angry it's because i did something stupid oh i see you know it's not because somebody <laughs> else like my fr- my friends rarely i don't think anybody in jk has ever gotten me mad once oh that's awesome nobody has ever made me angry at jk that's good. There's, there's no reason to. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a friendly working environment. And the great thing about our friendship that I have, especially with like Bart and Joe and mm-hmm. them, it's like I think we just – sometimes when we fuck up, it's just a fuck up. Right. And we just move on. Like right. it's – you know, what's the big deal? If it's a big deal, then we'll talk about it. And I'm, I've probably fucked up multiple times when they probably just gave me a pass. Right. But just maybe, – maybe I'm just the one that I'm just like I'm never angry at these guys. <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure I fuck up a lot though. But you know, yeah, yeah. It's I mean that's so cool. Like I didn't know that that that, that whole, I didn't know the whole JK news things and how much like you were dealing with at that time. That's so oh, much yeah. to deal with. Like it, being on social media is such a big beast to deal with. Like emotionally, it's so fucking hard. Yeah, I think around that time too, it was really hard for me to post just because I was like, dude, I need something that I can hold on to that yeah. I feel like is me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's a good thing though. Like I'm so I'm so glad that you figured out what you wanted. Thanks. So what's your next step then? So currently right now I'm actually producing JK Party with Brandon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And so there's actually going to be some exciting things happening. Like yeah. uh, we have a plan that we want to achieve, and I think hopefully later down the line, don't hold me to it, but we are going to try really hard to try to make five videos out on that channel a week. Uh, instead of y'all are I think fucking the three. crazy, man. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, and then like, um, yeah, me and Brandon, we have like a fifty fifty partnership, so it just feels like it's like, like good an chemistry. equal. Yeah, it's like an equal amount. Yeah, and something that you get to do that you enjoy, which is producing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Dude, JK Party, man. All right, well. Dude. I mean, are you gonna come on? Like, what about Mafia? Games? I hate. What about JK Mafia? Party. What about Mafia? <laughs> I don't hate JK Party, the channel. I hate. I like watching it. I don't like being in it. Why not? I don't like games. I don't like board games. I don't like any of that shit. Never did. What what is there a game that you do enjoy? Absolutely not. I hate I hate games like that. It's it's all I don't know, games. I don't you know I don't know games. what it is. It's just so I don't want to say it's not corny. It's more like I didn't grow up with it, so I don't have an attachment to the games like that. Like the stuff that I like is basketball, 
Muay Thai. Uh-huh. These are games that I enjoy. So then, if we decide to have a basketball tournament, on oh JK fuck party. yeah! Like if you do a JK party outdoors, yeah. football, basketball, yeah, I'm a hundred percent down. Okay, you know, but if it's like board games, mafia and stuff, like I introduced mafia to you guys, right? Right, and that was like a fun church game, yeah. And then we played it so much, I got tired of it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and like I, I just don't. Maybe and that's also because like. I don't know. I've never really liked board games, man. Okay, then what about Cards Against Humanity? People that's a, that's loved a, you in a, it. That's a card board game. I don't like that shit. You don't like it, but nah. you get to talk shit about people. Nah, Same with like Drunk Zone and Stupid. I don't like that shit either. Wow. I you guys you guys hear it here first. You know, right? You guys want David So to be on JKPR all the time? This you is could, this is could. the answer that I get all the time. That's fucking crazy. Well, people could try to get... They wanted me to keep this channel uh, ske- sketches and sketches and shit. I still didn't do it, so... <laughs> no, uh, I'm just saying this is the inside scoop. You know the reason why Dave is not on all the time. Yeah, like, JK Party is not my damn thing. Like, it's not yeah. something I enjoy. And that's, like, another thing that I think that uh, I, I got to learn how to do is just if I don't enjoy it, just don't do it, you know? Mm, that's like, good. Like, I, I like JK Party, the channel. I think yeah. it's a dope channel. It's super entertaining what to if watch. We had, what if we had food ones? <sighs> What if we decide to invite Send Foods onto JK Party? Maybe. Tim Tim already came on. I mean, it's just a matter of time of you and Tim together. I'll think about it. We'll see. If I'm in the mood, I'll hit you guys up. I'll text you guys and be like, hey, let's get me on a JK Party. I feel like a... What what, what about like a nice friendly text every like three months? You guys could try. (laughs) (laughs) You could fucking try. Well, where can can everybody find you at? Julia? Well, at... uh, you mean for like Instagram? Yeah, on my Instagram, it's called X Blue Apples with a Z at the end. Tight, complicated. It's a, yeah, right. it's a name that I've kept for like many years, so mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to keep it for many years and not change it to my actual name. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> so find her on Instagram. Oh Julia. yeah, my YouTube too. It's been active. When the get the fuck out of here? Uh, You're active on your YouTube. Hello, yes. Yo, I've let been, me tell you something I've about this girl. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yo, let me let me let me just say this shit real quick, dude. The reason why I don't believe this fucking bullshit, she recorded stuff when we went to Japan together four years ago and And it still isn't released. No, it's released. All of them? Uh there's the last one's coming out this Friday. Today, actually. Oh, great job. Four years is all it took. Yeah, so four this years. is why I don't fucking believe her, dude. You want to talk about somebody <laughs> about false promises. You are wow. a you are a bringer of lies. How Thanks. dare you? Thanks, David. Well, you know, I'm not a perfect human being. You know, oh, I try. <laughs> uh, I try to set these goals up and I try to uh, meet them. But if I don't meet them, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I, okay, well, I feel like I've tried. Right. <laughs> I've tried. But, you know, I, I've, I've worked something out. I figured something out that worked for me. I got an editor and he just edits my stuff so I don't have to look at my face. That's that's perfect. So check her out on yeah. her YouTube, which is the same as her Instagram. Yes. X Blue Apples with a Z at the end. Enjoy that. See her daily life. Julia is one of my uh, favorite, favorite people in JK. Oh, I've, I've always connected to this girl on some weird fucking level. One yeah. time, though, I mean, we should end this, but there's so many things to talk about with her. Do one time she and I, she just came over just to chill for a second and yeah. eat. And then we watched the whole anime series to like, oh, to like 12 a.m. together. Yeah, that was insane. And I still don't I still don't even understand that anime. But it was I, so trippy, dude. It was called Devilman Crybaby, which is yeah. a, it was a remake of it. And it's so fucking trippy. The animation's trippy as yeah, fuck, too. And yeah. it's just like on some other level shit. But we literally watched the whole series together in one fucking stint. Yeah, because it was it, it ended. Every episode ended in a way where you're like, wait, what? What the fuck? What's happening now? It was so there's like titties in it and shit. It's, yeah. it's such a weird. But is that? Yeah, it's sexual, but it's not like it's yeah. it's so 
weird, man. And people shit on anime because they think it's for like geeks and nerds. You're completely no. wrong. There's so much artistry, yeah. story that yeah. that film steals from all the fucking time. You want to talk about composition and lighting? See what they do when they when they do these 2D animations, dude. It's it, it all comes based off of like real life shit. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing, man. Shout outs to fucking anime people who watch that stuff. If you don't watch it, you think it's whack as fuck. You can go lay in front of a car. Uh, a great anime to uh, get you guys started to watch is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I like both. You didn't like the other one? The, 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 other, the other one's okay, but Brotherhood... Okay, it's good. Brotherhood is the actual storyline. Well, you're talking about the first one or the second one? Brotherhood is the second animated series. The first one was on. so fucking good, though. It was darker. The, yeah, in a way it was darker. Yeah, in a way it was like darker. Like how it ended in the first one, it, it tore my heart up, dude. Aww. It made me so sad. And I like that, too. It was so dark, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I like like really dark shit. It makes you I think see. a lot. But the second one, the animation was great too. Yeah. Um, but I like the story in the second one better because... It, it, it definitely made more sense. Yeah. It, it, was, it was easier to understand for yes, sure. Yes, yes. So I would highly recommend Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And for me, um, if you guys like this, this is it has nothing to do with like fantasy and shit. But uh, this is a short... I like short series a lot. I don't mm. like extended stuff, which is why Full, um, Full Metal Alchemist is great. Right, right. Watch Erased. Oh, I heard that was really good. One of my top three favorite uh, short series ever. Did you watch Cowboy Bebop? I like Cowboy Bebop. Me too. It was great. That's also a classic. But Erased is one of those things that I fucking loved. It was so good. One of my favorite movies is uh, Princess Mononoke. Oh. From Studio Ghibli. Oh, my God. I love Princess Mononoke, It's gory. It's a little bit gory, but oh, my God. It's amazing. It's beautiful. That shit was all drawn by hand. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. People don't understand. People fucking shit on 2D animation mm-hmm. and it's a dying art right now mm-hmm. because everybody likes 3D. Yeah. 2D is an art form that's amazing. Yep. There's something that it captures that a lot of people that you can't capture in 3D. Do, I don't know what it is. Without 2D animation, there will be no 3D animation. Yeah. That's Think about it. what it is. It's fucking amazing, man. <laughs> Support your 2D fucking animation yes. out there because once that art form dies, I'm going to die. Uh, me too yeah. me too i'm going to die man yeah i love that shit all right y'all that was this episode of genius brain podcast remember you could see us on itunes spotify Castbox, all these different audio platforms if you're watching this on the youtubes and the videos you'll give us a thumbs up and then leave in the comments below about the stuff that you want to see and like man thank you julia for coming in i oh, fucking love you thanks for having me yeah, yeah i love you so have much have me on again dude anytime dude you could come on every fucking time oh wow really <laughs> all right y'all Peace. Bye.